You're listening to an iGroom Hub podcast for dog groomers. iGroom Hub is an online learning platform for groomers of all levels. Sit back, relax, and enjoy what iGroom Hub Media has to offer. Welcome to episode eight of our podcast. Today we have the amazing, talented, just fantastic person ever, Miss Sue Wright. Hey, Sue, how are you going? Hi, Faye. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. So people that might not know you, you are an Asian fusion specialist. You're an IJA judge. You're the Australian model dog leader, team leader. You've been published in books and magazines and award-winning and there's just so much about you. That I just, myself a lot, isn't it? <laughs> you're just amazing. So for people that have never met you or heard from about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, gosh, it sounds a lot when you, when you read it out like that. Um, <laughs> you're a very impressive person. <clears throat> I've, been doing, I've been doing this quite a while now. So, uh, yeah, I'm originally from the UK. You can probably tell by the accent. Um, <laughs> moved to Australia about 17 years ago, 16, 17 years ago, to raise our two boys. Um, yeah, and then I kind of fell into grooming at that point, and uh, my career has kind of skyrocketed ever since. It so, shows, because yeah. you're very talented. I love what I do as well. I just absolutely love what I do. I'm so passionate about dogs, always have been, um, and I'm I'm really creative, so the two together really works well for me as a career. Yep. Yeah. What What is your biggest achievement in your long career? What would you say is your best achievement? I think um, I've always been proud of the, of the salons that I've owned. So I think just being a business owner in general is a is a really big achievement for me. Um, for many years, believe it or not, I was really quite shy. And I couldn't imagine for one minute having staff and and asking people to do things for me or doing seminars and standing up in front of people and talking. Um, so I think and anything that I've done after um, owning a business, um, speaking at seminars, speaking on podcasts such as this, it's, <laughs> it's been a great honor for me. It, you know, I, I really appreciate everything that comes my way. Yep. So it's hard to pick just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like being on? Because you were obviously on Pooch Perfect, which is really cool. Yes. What was it yeah, like? Yeah, very cool. What a fantastic experience. Um, that was another thing that I didn't expect to happen. Um, and the whole Pooch Perfect thing seemed to come out of nowhere. And it was all um, advertised quickly and we were cast very quickly and we went to the um studios very quickly so it was a bit of a whirlwind but what a fantastic opportunity we had a blast I met some amazing people and definitely lifelong friends with all the contestants that were on there they were all amazing so we had a great time um and formed some great friendships as well so I'm very honored to to have done that as well what was your favorite yeah. part about being on it? Um, probably the bit that they didn't show. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> they came out and they did a whole backstory and they did this for every single contestant. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fantastic. And they had a whole day filming all about 
myself and my husband and our salon. And then we went into the into the forestry and we were walking dogs and just filming all day. And it was fantastic. It was a brilliant experience. And I know all the other contestants all had a backstory. Um, Prue Hammond went on Sydney Harbour in a yacht. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they were all different backstories for everybody. Unfortunately, they never showed that, which that is a shame so because cool. it would have been brilliant and it would have got everybody behind all the contestants and had all the favourites and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, we didn't get to see that, so that was a shame. Oh. But, yeah. What was your, your favourite dog you groomed on there? Mine was the pineapple dog. <laughs> The pineapple dog was really naughty. <laughs> Why? <laughs> she was she was owned by um, a lovely young family, and they had um, two gorgeous little boys, and they must have been sort of three and four, and yep. the little boys were very hyper. So you can imagine this Yorkshire Terrier with two boys, the excitement from. <laughs> from the kids just followed through to the dog yeah and the dog was hyperactive and when I was introduced to the dog I said to the mum oh you know she's, she's a gorgeous little dog um is she all like this and she said oh yeah she's full on yeah <laughs> which kind of rung alarm bells and um yeah and this little dog barked almost all day while we were <gasps> filming oh my god and it was spinning <laughs> it was spinning around in circles and I was supposed to be doing a pineapple trim on this dog, and I wanted to use a um, a five in one brav yeah. trimmer, and we were told we weren't allowed to because of obviously the sponsors. So we had to use the clippers that they'd given us. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't have the blade that I wanted for the pineapple trim. Oh, that's so, annoying. Yeah, it was it was tricky. <laughs> My good, heart though. starts and I'm, did it look all right? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your you favourite one then? In, you're really critical of your own. Um, actually, I loved I loved the Bichon. He was a beautiful dog. Um, He's the one that you did I, the copy on, on your model dog? Yes. You did Wolf on it? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I loved yeah, that one. Yeah. And he was such a sweet dog. He was adorable. Um, so he he was nice to groom. And then I did a Labradoodle um, called Gracie. I think she's a client of Christine Spearin. Um, And she was such an adorable dog. She was a sweetheart. And she was swapped out from, I was supposed to be grooming a Pomeranian. And they swapped the Pomeranian out and gave me the Labradoodle. And uh, and she was gorgeous. She She was a lot of fun to groom as well. But um, but no, I mean I love doing makeovers on dogs, and because of the client base I've got now, I've, I'm busy and I have been for a long time, so I've closed my books. Yeah. So all my grooms are on a regular schedule, so it's very rare unless somebody rings me and said I've got a friend can I bring their dog today. Occasionally, I'll I'll take them. Yeah. So it's very rare that I get to do the makeovers anymore. Yeah. So that that was great. I thought on Pooch Perfect, it's it's a lot of fun. The transformation, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. What it, to me, it's like it's like Christmas. You dance, <laughs> open the box, you know, and see what's inside. Well, you can groom oh, my dog anytime. <laughs> I'll bring Stormy yeah. around. You can you can do whatever you want on him. You <laughs> um, never should never say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most looking forward to this year? This year, 
Um, I've had quite a few judges' appointments this year. I noticed so, that you're on, what's it, the V, I'm probably going to say it totally wrong, VWJA? Yes, it's the um, Virtual World Grooming oh, Competition. That's so run cool. By, yeah, very cool. And it's run by the IGA, so Vivian Nash. So it's an online competition and it's run over four competitions over the year. But it's it's the World Championships. So Ooh. that's very cool. I'll have to yeah. get you to send me the link. Yeah, I will do, definitely. That's so that's up. very exciting. That is so cool. So you're part of the yeah. Australian Judges Association now? The International, International Judges yep. Association. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah. So that's, again, another great honour. So that's fantastic. So I'll be judging um, for, for them. Yeah. Um, I'm also judging at Supergroom. Queensland. Yes, which I'll be um, going. Yay. Yay. Hopefully. If we're, allowed, if we're allowed to leave Victoria. <laughs> I, I know. I know. That's bad, isn't it? How are you doing at the moment? You're all right. Yes, we're okay. <laughs> we're in lockdown, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. And I've just judged Master Grimm as well. And oh. That was online. That was in the UK. But, oh, yes. Um, yeah, but that was an international competition as well. So I've actually had four um, different judges' appointments already this year. So, wow. Yeah. Popular lady. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so obviously... I never know what's coming next. It's very exciting. Well, your talents show for it. So that's oh, – everyone wants you. you. What You <laughs> obviously you. love your Asian fusion. We have you on iGroom Hub doing amazing tutorials for us. What yes. is it difficult to groom dogs in Asian fusion? Um, it can be, it can be. Um, people think there are not a lot of rules to follow in Asian fusion, but there, there actually are rules to follow. And the more I study Asian fusion over the years, the more I realize that, that there are most definitely rules to follow. Yep. And you need to think about symmetry. Um, and it's very precise, is Asian fusion. So it's all about the detail, especially in the faces. Yep. So um, whether you, you don't always have to do flared legs. A lot of people think, oh, Asian fusion, you have to do flared legs, and I have no customers who will let me do that. It's not true. Yep. Um, during my visit to China, uh, I went to a grooming school in China, and a lot of their dogs didn't even have the flared legs. They just had normal teddy bear legs. Some of them even had a shave down. So you're talking number seven, yep. shave down. Wow. And uh, Yeah, but it's all about the faces and it's all about precision grooming. So, yeah, it can be tricky to learn and you've really got to have an eye for detail, I think, if you want to master it. But it's a lot of fun. It's very creative. It's a lot of fun. And do you teach it? Obviously, we've got our tutorials on iRoom Hub, but do you also do... I do, how yeah. Can, how can people get in contact with you to learn? They can private message me. I do privates one-on-one, so I do them on the days that salon, my salon's closed. Yeah. So it, it really is um, student-focused, and it's one-on-one private training to make sure that they get the very best out of the day. But pre- people can private message me um, through Facebook, Awesome. We'll put that in the yeah. um, link so people can find out how to contact you as great. well. What Thank areas you. do you feel the most needs focused on in our industry? Uh, training. Every time I get asked this question, it's always training. Yeah. Um, it's it's so important. 
And I think because the industry is not regulated like most professionals would like it to be regulated, people can essentially buy some clippers, watch a few YouTube videos and become groomers. Um, And when you're watching YouTube videos, that's all well and good, but you don't know who's training you and are you learning correct techniques yeah i would say you know with today's technology such as the agrium hub it's fantastic because you you know that you're going somewhere reputable you know that you're going to learn um techniques through professionals who have spent many years learning the trade yeah so definitely you definitely need to look for quality training what advice for groomers do you have whether they're new or experienced groomers um again it's back to training I don't think we ever stop learning Uh, it's such a huge um it's a huge skill set that we need um to be able to become the best all-round groomer that we can be um you know you can start off and you can learn pretty quickly to do shave downs bathing and blow drying and set you on on a course but you can always learn more. You can learn hand stripping. You can learn breed clips. You can learn, you know, so much about different breeds, different coat types, yeah. um, different styles. So it's, it, it all comes back to, to learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other advice I would give to people is don't undersell yourself. Time and time again, we hear people saying um, that they're not, People won't pay what they need to charge. And I always think that's such a great shame because people will pay you what you need to charge. And I think if you start off really cheap, it's hard to put your prices up. Yeah. So, you know, value your work and and charge what you need to charge. Yep. Charge your worth, not what everybody else expects absolutely. you to pay. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And you're obviously right into your model dogs and I have personally got inspiration from doing them and I'm now addicted and my husband's like, we have 7 million in our house now, what are you doing? Are they good to, a good way to practice or are they harder? No, they're a brilliant way to practice. Um, you know, it's, they use them all the time in China in the, in the grooming schools. Oh, they wow. are a proper, yeah, they're a proper training aid. And people learn how to scissor dogs correctly using these model dogs. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity to practice at home or it's a great craft. And they're nice to have on display in your salon. But they really are an educational tool. And I suppose as you would see with the hairdressers using the model heads, you know, oh, that yeah. they, they learn to put styles and, and plait hair and that kind of thing. At least sounds like cuter. The- Their heads are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What products do you use on um, that's best for model dogs? Um, I, well, I've heard recently a lot of people saying that they have to bath and blow dry the model dogs. Oh, I've actually heard true. that too. And I was like, well, yeah. it'll take like forever to dry. I know, right? You don't need to do that. There's no need to do that. Again, um, you could do that as a training exercise. You know, if I wanted to show somebody how to blow dry out a dog, you could use use the model dog to show techniques. But you really don't need to do that to style a model dog. Um, I always recommend people brush the the wigs out first and then put them on the model dog. Yep. 
but I just use my regular scissors. I don't use my, my, my competition scissors or anything, but just the regular scissors that I use in the salon on a day-to-day basis. Yep. In fact, I've been known to pick up a, a model dog in between clients if I'm waiting for somebody to pick the dog up and I've got a <laughs> bit of time. <laughs> I'll pick up my model dog and I'll just get carried away in the zone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just use my regular scissors. I do spray them with hairspray at the end of the day when yeah. I finish them. Um, but other than that, I don't really use any products on them. That's I so might cool. spray them with water. Yeah, I could sp- I spray them with water, which would just help lift the coat, but it's a very fine mist oh, just wow. to hold the hair. Yeah, it just holds the hair. If you, want, if you want the hair to stand up a little bit, if you spray it, comb it out, and then you'll be able to scissor it while, scissor it while it's stood up a little. So there's a... A little trick for you there. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to so steal that. <laughs> yeah. Mine currently <laughs> need to be revamped because yeah. the students here are loving playing with them. So they're they're a bit def- they're, great, aren't they? <laughs> they're a bit deflated <laughs> now, so they have to be re- revamped up. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're great. They're great for uh, for students for for practice for sure. <laughs> yeah, because you can get the um just the faces or the whole dog, can't you? Mm. Yeah, and I love doing the faces. I'm I'm a bit of a head girl. <laughs> <laughs> in fact when I used to have a busy salon um I used to finish all the heads because I wanted everybody to be consistent all the time so oh, I would, yep. I would okay. get all my stuff yeah they would do the bathing and the blow drying and the body trimming and and I had to do every single head that went out of the salon <laughs> <laughs> I made that do that with my schnauzers that has to do all my schnauzer heads like here you go you do right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bit of a head girl. I love doing heads. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most looking forward to in your career? What do I want to do? Well, I'm supposed to be slowing down a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like your career is just heading up. I know, right? But I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I keep saying I'm, I'm going to sort of semi-retire, but I can't imagine it. I've been saying this for the last couple of years, but. Um, and then something else exciting comes along and I think, oh, I want to do that. And I need to do this. <laughs> and I've got to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I never know what's coming my way. So, uh, yeah, I, my motto is never say no. If somebody invites you to do something, grab it with both hands because um, you never know what will come from it. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sue. Um, hopefully we can get you on another episode really soon. If you I would will. love that. Thank you. Yay. I just wanted to say thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. It's all mine. I am so grateful to have you on the episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you want to listen to more episodes, head to www.igrimhub.com.au forward slash media. Make sure you're following our social media accounts, iGroomHub on Facebook and Instagram.